Welcome to the Love Anarchy Podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating, and we uncover the facets of real conscious love. I'm Andrea Atherton, your host, psychotherapist, and love expert. Here today, in a solo episode, episode 130, recorded right around New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. In today's episode, we're going to talk about why New Year's resolutions often fail and the psychology behind that, as well as an alternative to looking at resolutions and not calling them resolutions at all. I'll be sharing with you what I've taught on many, many New Year's Day yoga classes when I have the privilege of teaching that. It's called the Mahavrata, and it's a practice from yoga philosophy that is a much more spiritual, much more inner-focused, and probably much more successful. Before we jump right in, I want to remind you that my Swipe Right Dating Online Profile webinar is going to be on January 16th, and you can go ahead and find the link below to sign up for the class. If you're wanting to step foot into a more positive space using not only what I'm going to teach today, but a solid, alluring online dating profile. Hey, listeners, pull up a chair, turn us up on your car stereo, snuggle up with your cuddle buddy, and join us as we bring in the Mahavrata and yoga philosophy. I was inspired to talk about the Mahavrata as a New Year's improvement plan rather than resolutions, which are very black and white and often are not very successful. This approach focuses on enhancing our relationship and understanding ourselves. We'll draw inspiration from this ancient wisdom that is more a transformative spiritual journey rather than changing something tangible. But first, in our Western tradition of the New Year's resolution, where did it actually come from? Well, being the new year, like this year, 2024, it's about starting over, being able to start fresh, and choosing some time-limited, goal-oriented outcome that you can do to create this change. The failure rate of New Year's resolution is estimated around 80%, with most people losing their resolve and motivation just weeks later, often around mid-February. Think about when you go to your local gym and at the beginning of January, it's packed. It's full of people embracing that new energy of change and fitness in their lives. But what happens? By mid-February, March, things go back to normal. 
you know, the normal busy times at the gym. So as we approach the end of the year, it's natural to reflect on the past year and set intentions for the future. But rather than falling into that common trap of the New Year's resolution, let's consider a more sustainable and meaningful approach that's more personal, spiritual, and even mindful, changing you from within. Resolutions tend to be significantly more rigid and centered around things that are external from us and often don't align with our deepest values. There's pressure to achieve and they can lead to stress and disappointment. But imagine if you can shift your focus to personal growth, self-discovery, and fostering that deeper connection with yourself and with your spiritual connection. In the world of yogic philosophy, the concept Mahavrata, or the Great Resolve, encourages us to embark on a more transformative journey toward self-realization. We are making a commitment to a higher purpose that goes beyond the superficial. In the context of New Year's Improvement Plan, this means setting intentions that align with your core values and contribute to your overall well-being as well as the well-being of others in the world around you. To implement the Mahavrata into our lives, sit down, take a moment, and consider what truly matters to you. Put your hands over your heart and think about what brings you joy, fulfillment, and a deep sense of purpose. These considerations will guide you in crafting these intentions that are rooted in authenticity and longevity. Take a moment and tune into the deepest part of you to discover what you want to create in 2024. Now we're going to delve a bit deeper into the yamas and niyamas. These are ethical and moral guidelines that are outlined as two of the eight limbs of yoga, according to Patanjali in the Yoga Sutra. Though these two particular limbs, yamas and niyamas, are meant to help you take yoga off your mat and delve deeper than just the asana practice of yoga. The yamas are to guide us toward practices concerned with the world around us, but we can take them as a guide of how to act towards ourselves too. There are five yamas 
in Patanjali's sutras. The first is ahimsa, non-harming or non-violence in thought, word, and deeds. The second is satya, truthfulness, telling the truth, living your authentic truth. Asteya is non-stealing. Next, brahmanachara. It means celibacy or right use of energy. Apragara, non-greed or non-hoarding. So the yamas are the, the nons, as you can see. These are powerful if we consider these aspects in our daily practice on and off the yoga mat. All of our decisions and our behaviors come from a more considered, aware, and quote-unquote, higher place. And this causes us to be more authentic toward ourselves and others. Next is the other yogic path. It's called the niyamas. And this can translate as positive duties or observances. They are thought as recommended habits for healthy life in a spiritual existence. They're thought of as practices concerned with ourselves, although, of course, when we change ourselves, it affects the outside world too. In the Yoga Sutras, Patanjali lists five niyamas. Satcha means cleanliness. Santosha is contentment. Tapas, discipline, austerity, or burning enthusiasm. Svadhaya, the study of self and of the yogic text. Isvara Prandahana, surrender to a higher being or contemplation of a higher power. If you practice asana or physical yoga, great, and this can benefit this practice, but you are still practicing yoga even if you're focusing on these two limbs of yoga that are concentrated in the Mahavrata. These help you not just do yoga, but live and breathe it in every moment. You can always find more information or find the Yoga Sutras by Patanjali and read all about it. But you can go online and go more in depth on the niyamas and yamas and how to use them. But now we're going to move into a little bit more crafting your New Year's improvement plan. And first, it starts with thoughtful reflection and setting the intentions aligned with Mahavrata 
yamas and niyamas. And breaking down these intentions into practical steps. So step one, reflect on your values. Take time and reflect on your core values and what's most important to you. What matters most in your life? Consider how your values align with the principles of Mahavrata in the Niyamas and Yamas. Understanding your values will be the foundation of setting meaningful intentions in your New Year's improvement plan. Second step, assess the different aspects of your life. Personal, professional, spiritual, and social. Look at the areas where you feel there may be room for improvement or growth. This could be in your intimate or friendship relationships, career, your health, or personal and spiritual development. Be honest with yourself about the areas that may may need most attention. A suggestion is write a list, career, relationships, health, spirituality, and personal development. Just write those down. Whatever comes to mind after each of these topics may be an area that you want to go deeper into. Step three, setting intentions. So looking at your reflections in identified areas of need for growth, this is how you set the intentions for 2024. Now the tricky part, at least for me, because I'm such a right brain babe, break down your intentions into actionable steps. So once you feel aligned with your intentions, Break them down into small, doable action steps. This can make your goals much more manageable and increase your likelihood for success. If your intention is to enhance your physical health and well-being, your actionable steps might include joining a fitness class, improving your diet, and getting into a regular exercise routine. But like a client, actually, that I just saw today, instead of going to the gym and going full throttle, she is slowly adding on more exercises and more reps as she goes. This is an example of the next step, step five, creating a roadmap. Now you're going to organize your actionable steps into a roadmap or plan for the year. Consider setting milestones or checkpoints to track your process. It's going to look different for every intention that you set. But having a clear plan will help you stay focused and motivated throughout the year. An example, your intention is to deepen your spiritual practice. And your roadmap could include attending 
a meditation retreat, reading spiritual books and literature, and perhaps committing to daily meditation practices. Step six, this is a big one. Stay flexible and adjust as needed. Life is unpredictable, and your circumstances most definitely will change. Stay flexible and open-minded in adjusting your plan as you need. If you encounter obstacles or find certain steps are just not working for you, be willing and open to modify your approach. Step seven, regular reflection. Schedule a time to reflect on the periods throughout the year to assess your progress. This can be monthly, quarterly. Check in to see how well you are adhering to the plan and note if you have to make any necessary adjustments. By following these seven steps, you'll have a well-structured New Year's improvement plan that integrates the principles of Mahavrata, Yamas, and Niyamas into practical and achievable steps for your personal growth and development. Before we wrap up, I want to share some personal experience I have with these seven steps and using yamas, niyamas, and mahavrata in my yoga practice as an alternative to the New Year's resolution. One of the niyamas that highly impacted my journey in 2023 was tapas the principle of self-discipline. I realize that forcing myself to stick to routines not only takes the joy out of it, it makes it even harder. I enrolled in a business coaching program, and while all that business work did not feel or seem that exciting to me, as I was able to kind of sit back and navigate and bring more excitement and joy into the process, it made the obstacles seem easier and brought me much farther in self-discipline. The next was Santosha, the Niyama of Contentment. This played a huge role in shaping my actual money mindset. Rather than constantly changing and focusing on external achievements like what was in my bank account and what other people were making, I learned to sit into the present moment and find the contentment with things I've already done and the small victories. This shift in perspective brought a profound sense of fulfillment and peace and I was able to grow in so many other ways, just honing in on the money mindset. The third example from 2023, as I was exploring the yamas, 
especially ahimsa, it allowed me to reevaluate how I interacted with others. I realized a deeper sense of compassion for the people I cared about. And I focused on conscious communication and improving my communication skills. By practicing nonviolence or the awareness or the lack there of awareness in violence in both words and actions, was able to create deeper connections and a more overall harmonious environment around the people that I cared most about. I share these personal examples, but not just as a template for you to use, but as a testament to the power of the Mahavrata and using the yamas and niyamas. And as we incorporate this ancient practice into our modern lives, you can craft a beautiful, heart-centered, authentic New Year's improvement plan. But remember, your journey is unique and personal. Look at 2024 as being the tabla la rasa, the blank slate, to create anything you want, cultivate any growth that you desire within yourself. Have it be a canvas for self-discovery, growth, and a deeper connection within yourself. Thank you so much for joining me on this meaningful podcast since I no longer teach yoga, but I can still teach the Mahavrata. Enable you to have different avenues for growth and development for the new year. Namaste. Thank you listeners for listening in on the Love Anarchy podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating. And we uncover the facets of real conscious love. I'm your host, Andrea Atherton, signing off with you today. But before I do, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening in with us because I know you have a myriad of podcasts in which you can listen to. Please like, leave feedback, and download podcasts. It helps us so very much. And then if you subscribe, you will be the first to know when the new podcast comes out. Don't forget to tell your friends so they can listen too. Become a part of the Love Anarchy community and sign up and follow us on the Love Anarchy podcast. Again, January 16th is my trailblazing, information-packed, swipe right, dating profile webinar. Information down in the show notes. I'm going to leave you with my favorite short but sweet quote. Love is the only true power.